Okay, so oh, oh there. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay, thank you, Ellen, for joining me today. And uh, okay, so today I will share with you some news uh, related to XR. The first one is in WSJ.com. And the title is called Tech Companies Want to Make Holograms Part of Routine of Office Life. So yeah, and this article is written by Anne Mary uh, Okat. Terra or Katia. Okay. So, yeah. So, pretty much in this news, it seems like companies from Google to WeWork, they, they want to, uh, you know, help employers cut down on Zoom fatigue with new approach to communication, holograms for the workplace. It's very interesting that uh, right now we use Zoom every day. And I find out there's a serious Zoom fatigue, which means that when I see the computer screen, my head feel dizzy and I couldn't do anything related to computer. I have to go out and walk and rest. And yeah, so, you know, like the fatigue for looking at the screen too long. So I think this is a really good transition because we used to meet in person, but right now we, we have like at least eight to 10 zones every day. So yeah, so uh, hologram will be a really good solution for workplace. And the first one is Alphabet, uh, which is Google. Uh, Google revealed uh, their project called Project Starline, uh, an effort to create a video chat system with uh, with screens that given a participant uh, three-dimensional death. So it means that even though it's a video chat, but uh, you know, they can make it more like holo hologram, like a three-dimension. And we work, uh, they, last month, they announced a partnership with ARHT Media Inc. If you go to ARHT Media, uh, the website, you can see, um, it's very interesting. They kind of have some virtual events and then with the host in the location, for example, like in, in Vancouver, but the, the guest speaker is in uh, Toronto, right? Vancouver, Toronto. And then uh, it, it, it seems like a magic or something. And, you know, like two of them can talk on the stage and then, you know, syncing real time and the audience can, you know, ask questions and the hologram the, the speaker can you know, reply it and everything seems, you know, like a ghost appearing on the stage, which is very cool. And it seems like we work is going to because we all know that we work got hurt so bad during our pandemic time. Um, yeah, a lot of, you know, SoftBank is not investing then. And then also they kind of, you know, had a lot of trouble um, with all the skin scheme, scheme, or all, all of those um, nasty stuff. And then uh, right now we work, I think, because before I was a WeWork member, I ran a dedicated desk in WeWork. And during that time, yeah, I mean, I really love WeWork before pandemic time, but during, during pandemic, I, you know, I, 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 I kind of returned over all the stuff and I didn't really, you know, go to WeWork anymore. Um, and then later on, the, I keep 
uh, receiving a lot of newsletters about, oh, you know, like uh, doing the remote uh, work place and doing more like connection. Right now, I think this is a really good move because right now uh, the workplace is more hybrid, right? You go to office uh, a few days per week. And also if they do this, it can really save the travel tickets uh, for the you know founders to travel to another city to talk. And it seems like they are going to charge like 2,500 per, if the speaker, wants to or the founder wants to be appear in another city use hologram scale like 2500 per one location if you want it's like a charging multiple you know location like one for example if i am here i want to be appear in new york uh at the same time then i need to pay 2500 dollars. yeah but if i want to be appear simultaneously in San Francisco and New York, I need to pay double. So I think this is a very interesting um, stuff. And it's like before we couldn't even think of this, but uh, now um, it's happening. And also Microsoft, Microsoft, they have Microsoft Mesh, which is known for uh, integrates uh, three-dimension images of people uh, and then and content into uh, compatible displays of smart glasses or uh, um, device. Yeah, so yeah, so I think those are pretty, pretty good. And in the future, I think we can see a lot of like, you know, <clears throat> more real and we don't really need to stare at the screen all the time. We can see, you know, the actual space and the holo hologram will be spawning inside, I, I would say a, a small box, right? Still a screen, but it seems like, you know, it's a box. Um, three-dimensional box and then uh, you know you can see like a window outside of the box and you can see through it and that person will show up <clears throat> yeah it, it might kind of help us to you know um, diminish the, um, the zoom fatigue okay any thoughts for this news Evan? <clears throat> yeah definitely it's um i think there's there's yeah definitely been a push to to use some of the you know the new technology to to collaborate re remotely, uh, of course, um, we're always limited by the the type of devices that we have. So, for example, if you're going to get into a virtual uh, kind of a meeting with somebody through like a Quest or, or a VR device, um, the, the thing is that the person on the other side or both sides would more likely have to have that device. Um, so we're kind of still limited by what we have available to share these experiences. So I, I do, uh, I love that all this new technology is starting to come out where we can do holograms. Uh, so multiple people without a VR device can watch somebody kind of in 3D. Um, I know there's a bunch of technologies that, that allow that. Um, but, you know, really it comes down to, yeah, the expense of that, uh, you know, whatever it is you're going to do. Um, if it offsets cost you know, for traveling, of course, there's a lot of money spent on traveling. So people want to cut that down as much as possible. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it really, it really does. And, and right now, you know, everybody has at least an iPhone or an Android. So that common device allows everybody to kind of communicate remotely one way or the other. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I like the fact that we're thinking about changing the experience as well. So making it a little less 2D a little more 3D, 
as far as kind of a, a virtual face-to-face um, uh, type of a thing. So yeah, it's always interesting to see how the technology is evolving. Um, I do, uh, I'm looking into the Microsoft Mesh uh, capabilities as well. And it's really kind of, it's an incredible, I guess, technology. Uh, I don't know the plans for pricing long-term that that could be an issue, but uh, but yeah, every one of these companies is, is starting to dedicate a little more uh, into that remote collaboration, uh, which, which is really Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, before we thought like this is kind of, you know, like the magic, right? Magicians like, uh, you know, uh, play like, oh, I am right now uh, from Los Angeles. In five seconds, I will be in New York. Those are kind of like, you know, magicians doing some stage stuff but right now it becomes reality which is wow yeah and then you can simultaneously spawning in different spaces it feels like before it's only happens in comics right or a movie Mar marvel movie or dc movies uh yeah some superheroes can do something right right now it seems like we can do it as well it's a little bit, a little bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. So the next news is on TechCrunch.com. And the title is called Apple's Reality Kit 2 allows developers to create 3D models for AR using iPhone photos. So pretty much, yeah, pretty previously we kept talking about Apple. And Apple, they are right now, you can take some, you know, uh, I would say, you know, like in Unity, it's probably like a skybox, right? Like a certain angles of uh, 2D images and you can uh, on a 3D, um, a, on a 3D object. And later on, it, uh, Apple's, uh, you know, the um, uh, Reality Kit 2 will help you to make a 3D model out of all of the, you know, all the photos uh, you take. Um, yeah, from different angles of the real world 3D objects. So yeah, so and then I I, I think this is a very good um, you know like um, a, a really good stuff. And then uh, I think in in uh, Wayfair tool, it seems like um, it's already using object capture to develop tools for their manufacturers. So uh, they can create a virtual representations of their merchandise. So pretty much um, Wayfair, pretty much um, uh, they're already using object captures to create 3D models for real world object. Uh, but I think um, Apple is kind of like doing it in a, a, a really, you know, high quality ways because um yeah because if you scroll down to at the end uh on the twitter the tweet from uh if you want to see the original twitter you can see like the the head handler will be uh at m a m i k k o h yeah like uh, if you type this you can see um the uh, the person just share uh, he used uh, iPhone to take you know, some photos of a 3D object in real world, a pineapple. And then later on, if you put into uh, Apple's object captures um, uh, on the pineapple, and you can see the photogrammetry 
um, everything looks so real. It, it looks like a professional uh, 3D modeler doing a, a really hard work to model on this pineapple for a few days. Yeah, so yeah, and you can also see uh, the shoes, right? Like um, you take a photo, a few few photos of the three objects from different angles and you put into Apple's object capture and you will generate a pretty realistic 3D models with really good textures on top of it. So I think this is a really good tool for someone like me who is who couldn't even model a donut. Yeah. So, so I think I think this is a definitely really good for developer. I find out that right now they every tools they are trying to make everything a little simpler. I heard that uh, one of my friend he has been doing AR for over 20 years. So he said that before AR was so hard, you need to hand code everything. But right now it seems like you see, like for me, I don't have any uh, development experience. I don't have any uh, knowledge of coding, but I can create some simple AR. So I think um, um, right now, every tool seems so easy to use. Not really easy, but it's easy enough for you to kind of spend a few months and to kind of know what, what to do. Yeah. So. I feel like um, as long as you have idea and you want to learn, you can always create something. Yeah, any thoughts, Alan, uh, for the news? Yeah, we were talking earlier about um, you know the, the ability for just the average person to create content. Because I, I think in the AI world, or the AR world, that's, that's actually a big problem is the actual content that we need to develop. So there's all these ideas out there about all these great things we could do, but the, the, the subject of content creation comes up every single time. So there needed to be uh, a tool out there that just helps people, the average person, do it easy, uh, easier for these. Uh, and the complexity of making AR experiences need to be easier as well. So what I kind of, I guess I'm uh, predicting is a Apple eventually will be coming out with the glasses. I, I, I don't see them not doing that because everybody's telling them that they're going yeah, to do something right. they're going to have to. So, so I think, you know, when that happens, like that's going to make the world a little more AR based. And, and again, there's got to be more content. There's got to be easier access to building those types of things. And Apple hasn't necessarily in the past, you know, uh, created a, a lot of tools specifically for this type of stuff until recently. Um, but, you know, they do have to make it easy for just an average person to, to integrate those types of things in, in their, their lives. So, uh, I think it's just another step towards that. Um, the other interesting thing about this, this tool, um, is if people are so concerned about AI and how it's going to take over the world someday, but, but, you know, the reality is that all the stuff we're looking at is AI based and it's really a combination of AI and AR working together. Um, you know, to create this uh, photogrammetry. Uh, so, so it's just it's it's doing a lot better job, you know, these days than it did in the past. But, but it really is just kind of that really cool technology working in the background that everybody's kind of afraid of because we don't know what it does. And and I think it's awesome. I mean, there's so many things that AI does that we don't think about, but it just does a great job and you know making your life a little bit better. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 great. The other thing too to watch that I've noticed, uh, which is interesting, is Apple's or actually Pixar, but technically Apple, um, uh, 
is the USB uh, 3D format. Um, working in AR as long as I have, I, I, there's, there's common 3D formats that we work with within Unity and some of the other you know, applications, but USD, which is technically Pixar's uh, format that they use, is becoming more and more of a standard uh, these days, I'm finding. Um, and Apple is definitely pushing that within all of their products. Um, but also, NVIDIA just came out with a kind of a set of services called Omniverse, and very powerful, but it, it all lives around the um, USD format, which is the, the Pixar one. So, uh, so I'm finding that more and more of seeing that that format starting to become more of a standard, uh, and it'll be interesting to see if that kind of becomes the you know, <laughs> de facto version that we use for AR content. Yeah, uh, yeah, as for 3D, uh, because because of because I'm passionate at XR, so I I have to learn some 3D in order to create. And when I was learning it, I find out there are so many files for 3D. And for example, like web AR, you need to change to another format. Yeah. And each each companies they they require different one and different sizes. So yeah, I mean the performance, right? You don't want to have a super high mesh, and then you know, like when you you, you couldn't even import it, or it, it will lag, or you know, you know, crash or something. So I find out that, yeah, this is kind of like something. I, I would say XR. The reason why not many people can get access to XR because you see, three D it requires ten years to master it. Just, yeah, just yeah, one part of it. Yeah, yeah, one part of it takes ten years, and you see development. You see, yeah, ten, 10 years. Definitely, UX UI ten years. Yeah, definitely difficult. That's just one, like you said, that's just one piece of the whole XR puzzle, like one little part of it, but it's been huge, of course. Um, and yeah, when you go into 3D, at least currently, there are just so many different formats, there's so many different variables on how you have to optimize the, the mesh. And, you know, if you're going to have it animated, it has to be a certain format. Yeah, animation takes another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like if you like, Nobody dare saying that they are experts because you know because XR is so big. Once you really master it in all the fields, uh, like AI, right, uh, ML, right, that there are too many stuff and all the software is keeping updates. So I feel like everyone is really humble. <laughs> I, I mentioned that before earlier in one of our calls. Uh, when you when I first started out in graphics, so many 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 years ago, um, you know you had to learn three programs for the most part, Photoshop, yeah. uh, maybe Illustrator, and then I used Freehand in the beginning, so that tells you how far back I go, but um, but yeah, I mean, it basically just had to know the three for the most part to do your entire job, and the, the, the formats of the you know, JPEG, you know, whatever, you have yes, to use even PNG wasn't big back then, right? <laughs> but anyway, since there was just such a limited amount of information that you really needed to know to do a job that you could handle uh, was very limited. But these days, when you jump into you know subjects like the XR, you know, there's just a, a whole range of areas that you you have to know about. You don't necessarily have to specialize in, but yeah. it's such a vast area that you have to kind of be aware of. Uh, it, it does make it very overwhelming sometimes, even yeah. if that's my job right now. But sometimes I do, I do get overwhelmed with just the areas that we have to pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, 
Yeah, I, I really think that this is a big stuff and keep growing and growing. And I, I feel like, yeah, I, I'm really happy about every day learn a little bit. Yeah, right now, actually, my computer just crashed on Monday. So, uh, you know, before I developed like a super small like stuff in Oculus. But right now, because I reinstalled, you know, the newest Mac software. So right now, like I couldn't really import anything inside the Oculus and I went online, I couldn't find any answer. So it's like, holy cow, it's like, you see like a little bit, one software, a little bit update and you couldn't find the solution. So I have to figure out what should I do and maybe, you know, re use another version of Unity and redevelop it again. So, well, yeah. Troubleshooting, that's like 90% of my job is, you know, when you develop something, you're just constantly researching, looking for answers yeah. things don't work. But it's funny with software because when I look for an answer, I have two problems. One is I'll find an answer that's like a year old and you got to go, well, that might not be relevant anymore yeah. because it's changed over that time. Or you come to a problem that nobody's seen yet. Yeah, right. Have. Wait, I couldn't find any solution. <laughs> oh shit! So there's like a yeah, there's like a fine area there where maybe a month or so, like into it, you get the perfect answer, maybe. Yeah, and and the thing is that I use uh you know 2019 uh you know Unity. I am a little afraid of updating it because I know that I couldn't watch or find any solutions. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, we um we. I typically, yeah, I'll, I'll try my best because the, the problem right now with XR is that a lot of like OpenXR, Image Reality Toolkit, some of the other third-party services that we use, they, they don't always play well together uh, using the, the most current version. So you have to kind of find that sweet spot where everything's kind of working together. And when I'm starting a project, I'll stick with that platform, yeah, yeah. like those combinations of, of versions, you know, till the end of the project. Uh, but I try my best to, to, to stay on the very most recent version of everything when I begin a project from the very beginning. But, but I don't transition, unless there's just an absolute need to do it, I don't yeah. transition in between projects. Uh, yeah. Well, like during the project itself, I'll, I'll keep it whatever you know version it is. Uh, it depends on the project, of course, if it's a short term or long term project. But yeah, that, that's also another balancing thing you have to do. So it's, uh, I, I really cringe when I upgrade things because it's never Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like, wow, like I couldn't find on Google what's the problem. And I have to figure it out. If not, then I have to watch another tutorials and review it. Yeah. So there, yeah, there are some compatible issues and especially for XR. They have the XR toolkit, right? And it's still under preview, and which means there are a lot of bugs. So yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's not easy to learn it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's nice to um, it's nice when the new versions come out because they add features that maybe didn't have before or maybe fixes a certain thing you have a problem with. But at the same time, it's always going to introduce a new problem or, or yeah. something you didn't know about uh, previously. So it, it, it's always a risk to to do that. So like I said, I, I don't jump in the middle of a project, but I try to stay as current as possible yeah right yeah yeah okay so another news is um finance.yahoo.com and this um this article is written by uh third 
thirst thinker, a crank rarity. Oh, it's so hard to, to, to pronounce. But if you go to uh, finance.yahoo.com, you can see um, this news. And the title of the news is called Four Stocks to Capitalize on the Booming Virtual Reality Market. So yeah, so yeah, so pretty much virtual reality, we all know it can, <clears throat> it, it, it start uh, booming, right? Uh, during pandemic, actually before it's kind of up and down, up and down and ARs uh, back in 2018, it's kind of exceeding VR and become you know, invest favorites. But right now it seems like VR. Uh, I, I remember during pandemic, a lot of people want to buy Oculus and they find out there's no stock, right? They want to buy HoloLens or something. It's just like, a, it's totally being buy out. So yeah, so people are eagerly or trying to find solutions for uh, remote communication or collaboration. So yeah, so I think, yeah. So right now, for example, like in game, education or you know even more like enterprise airline or some you know marketing uses usage and it seems like the vr marketing is anticipated to reach 43 billion dollars in 2028 yeah and then also you know because of the 5g and vr will sooner or later be you know glowing in the global vr market so this is a very I would say it's glowing and everything is really happening right now. And then um, the, the author suggests um, like there are four stocks. If you are interested in investing, uh, the first one is definitely like Facebook, right? Because we all know that Facebook is the world's largest uh, social media platform. And then you see the Quest. Quest pretty much, I would say, you know, like the most affordable, best, everything is really good and with affordable price right and right now uh, they are doing a lot of really cool air glass and with their wristband or smartwatch so it's you know definitely this one uh, it's worth investing another one is apple inc apple we all know that apple um yeah has the uh you know like the um the best um, hardware for computer including interface and they have a lot of really loyal loyal um, users so yeah and they are they, they, they are going to launch their air glass right so this will definitely you know uh, accelerate a AR or VR or XR and uh, yeah so Facebook Apple and Qualcomm Qualcomm it seems like um, yeah because it's um, you know, um, design and manufacture and marketing digital awareness telecom pro, uh, products and services. Um, um, Qualcomm is also um, doing some key components for VR assets. So definitely, yeah, if you are interested in investing, uh, Qualcomm is definitely another choice. And uh, Navidia, Navidia. In NVDA, Navda. So this one is kind of the com compute, computing chips and graphic process unit, GP, GPU. So Navida's, um, um, you know, like the, uh, it can really help like a VR in, 
enhance the uh, you know the processing or the graphics inside uh, VR experience. So yeah, um, this is definitely a promising uh, you know uh, financial as well. So yeah, so according to this article, it seems like those four stocks are worth investing. So yeah, so any thoughts, comments for uh, for for the news? Yeah, well, those are very, uh, I guess, uh, typical uh, stocks that uh, that have already shown a huge amount of success. So, uh, but yeah, if you're referring specifically to the XR world, uh, you know, they, they all are doing a great job of like participating in the technology and the development of technology, both software and hardware. Um, you know, in the XR world, one that I'm I'm mostly intrigued with out of all of those is the Nvidia um, one. Um, I, I've been following them closely lately for a couple of reasons. For for one, I've always been known for their graphics cards, you know, for enhancing you know graphics capabilities on, on computers. But they branched out in the last couple of years into other areas, uh, specifically AI. They're really really into AI um, technology, um, and and they do have hardware uh, on the AI side. think yeah those yeah i mean those are kind of like uh, the companies that will i would say at least according to the information that we have right now those are really uh, promising yeah so yeah those are today's news and uh, thank you alan for joining me today 
And for me, I will keep, I, I don't know, like, cause right now I, I probably will jump into another full-time position pretty soon. So yeah, so I mean, I don't even know whether I can keep doing this, but if not, then we can do, you know, once a week and um, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, and we can pick time. It's all good. Yeah, cool. Just as long as we can keep going and uh, uh, whether we can do it faster or slower, you know, it's all good as long as we are moving forward. Yeah, cool. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. And hopefully see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Mm, Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.